All right, everybody. Back Judge Podcast. Just, what, 10 days, right, until the draft? Yep, yep. We're trying our hands today at a predictive mock. First, probably first and only one of the season with all three of us going to try and put the BJP brain trust together. See if we can go 32 for 32 in this uh, first round. Uh, let's just, I guess, establish some ground rules here. It's We're going to be working on one mock, right? We're going to yep. all have to come to a consensus. Uh, are we going to try and project trades or not? Yes. I think we should. Okay. I think we should. I think at the very least we should have an open conversation about trades and come to a conclusion together. This is not going to be easy. I was thinking last night, man, predicting all 32 picks in the first round of a mock draft correctly it might be harder than having a perfect bracket, I think. I think so. In, or I in, mean, the, in the neither, same Neither realm. probably has ever been done. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best that I've done, so, I think I've gotten like four picks or five picks right in the first round. I think that's like we're going to give it the old college try. Let's give it the old college try. Hey, but hey, we'll we'll, we'll count we'll count Trevor Lawrence and, and Zach Wilson as two correct picks. Yeah, darn right. Darn you got to right. collect them where you can. Yep. The never forget though the, uh, the O'Shane Zimenez com- uh, conversation, Lee. We were making the day two day the day two mock, and I was like, I think they might go O'Shane here in the third round yep. for the Giants. <laughs> And we, we gave him someone else. I don't remember who they went with. <laughs> almost almost an epic call there with a with a third round uh, projection. But let's just jump into it, fellas, shall we? Let's. I mean, we I don't know if there's much we need to say. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, one two. Yeah, draft starts at three. Yeah, again for the listeners, this is the predictive mock. This is not the what would we do mock. We Drafted teams with Connor Ryan yesterday. That episode will be dropping next week. This is purely a what we think will happen in the NFL draft come a week from Thursday. So, again, Trevor Lawrence going number one to the Jaguars. That's been locked in forever. And Zach Wilson at two to the Jets seems like a lock. And here we are at number three. The San Francisco 49ers, they traded up from 12 with the Dolphins to move up to three. Gave two future first-round picks, their 12th overall pick. I think they gave a third in there somewhere, too. Yep. Um, so when when this initially broke, it was all Mac Jones. The Justin Fields whispers are becoming louder. There's even some Trey Lance people out there. Who's second what, pro day Where is are today, we at? I don't even know. Worth. Yeah, where are we at, boys? The, yeah, the Trey Lance pro days today, so... I was telling Tommy yesterday, I'll say it, I think it's Mac, man. I think the 49ers take Mac Jones. I'm going with the Gavin, I'm forgetting his last name, is the Gavin DeBecker, the trust your intuition. The first call was Mac Jones. Now everyone's, you know, the photo op happens on the second pro day for Fields. There's probably going to be another photo op today with with Trey Lance's second pro day. I'm going to just kind of ignore the noise. This is purely predictive, and I'm just going to say that these guys knew they were coming up for Mac Jones. The initial report was correct. And I you guys can push back if you want. I totally am not like set on this, but if I had to No, I was I, I was gonna lean that way, Liam. If I'm I had to pick right now, I think though. Goodell's saying Mac Jones on draft day. Yeah. Yeah, it's just hard for me to like commit to this, but I think we should do it. I think it should, it, it'll be we so so much of our conversations have revolved around them taking Justin Fields. I mean, it's like it's like Schefter said it, Daniel Jeremiah said yeah. it, 
There's still like, reports about from people saying, oh, you know, 31 of the 32 teams still think they're taking Mac Jones. Uh, Michael Lombardi has been adamant yeah. they're taking Mac Jones. I just think it makes Chris sense. Sims. It just makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. Pencil we're going Mac Jones at three. It'll make for, you know, and then this opens up a nice conversation with Atlanta. We, you know, we got, I think we all think that Lance and Fields are better prospects than, than Jones. So maybe we get some little trade talk starting right now at four with Atlanta. So I, I we were texting last night. I think, I, I still believe the Falcons trade out of this pick. Um, I did hear kind of an interesting conversation about maybe the Falcons don't have as much trade back ability as we think because the the Bengals and the Dolphins are likely going to stick and pick where they are just based on their needs and especially with the Dolphins coming back into um, the top 10. Also, too, if you're a team like the Broncos, Panthers probably aren't going to take a quarterback. The Lions are like 50-50. You may just be willing to to sit it out. Um, What do you guys think of that? And then I guess I would say the team that I think is the most likely to move up, whether it be to four, whether it be to seven, whether it be to eight, to maybe to jump Denver, would be the Patriots. Yeah, I agree with that clip. I agree. I think there's no way the Patriots move up to four, though. I wouldn't say there's uh, no way, but... Yeah, I don't think it happens. I don't think Belichick moves up and, unless someone slides down to seven through ten. Clep, I think you bring up some good points. Um I just, me personally, I know I, I, I probably will never sniff a GM room in my life, a war room. Speaking of, did you guys see the, the war room the Rams have out in Malibu? They rented some. They rented some. I sent it. Oh, you morning. sent it this morning? Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm still running a no, little behind. Uh, anyway, I just think you can't really play roulette, I think, with a franchise quarterback. I think you can't. I mean, obviously, you can make calculated risks, but I do think. That although the perception is that both Cincinnati and Miami and I guess, you know, not a, I won't say Detroit, but those teams are going to stick and pick. You know, I just think there's so much value in, in trading back. I think outside of drafting a quarterback, there's not a lot of players that you'd take that would outweigh the type of package that you can get um, for this type of trade back. So I think, you know, I think Denver to, in Atlanta here makes a lot of sense, at least for me. I think that's what I would you know, again, I don't know how predictive this is, but I don't think I don't think Atlanta's in a position to to stay and draft a non quarterback. I think they have to trade back, and then if yeah. they are going to draft a quarterback, are you going to sit Justin Fields slash Trey Lance for two years behind Matt Ryan? Is that something you want to do? And I think that's a little counter into uh, counterproductive, I should say. I think it would be a year, probably. Well, then you, but um, then you're going to have to. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just with the way that his contract is, they eat forty million dollars if they get rid of him. So it's like, are you going to have Matt Ryan on your bench with Trey Lance or Justin Fields starting? Well, Clep, didn't you say? Yeah, I guess maybe. And the and that cap, that big cap hit is next year, right? Not this year. Yeah. So you would have to either bench Matt Ryan in the twenty twenty two, or you know, continue to bench the quarterback you take here. Uh, and I just think what the question also can be too, like if you're the Broncos at nine and you and you want a quarterback. And Fields and Lance are on the board. Who's to say they like both of them? You know, what if you, what if you have a day two grade on Lance, and and all of a sudden it's basically like in your eyes, there's really only one quarterback left, and you've got. I know the Bengals and the Dolphins are not necessarily, you know, looking for a quarterback. But who's to say there's not going to be someone who's going to make them an offer they can't refuse? Who's to say the Lions won't take a quarterback? Um, yeah, those are good points. So yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I I would like I I'd like to project a trade here for the Falcons. Are you guys kind of in that boat? I am. As yeah, well. I think. Yeah, let's I will do it. say I think it's it's worth noting because I was listening to uh, the 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 draft the draft network guys the draft dudes Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs and they were talking about uh, Benjamin Albright who's like the uh, the the Broncos beat reporter has said yeah. that they're like the Broncos there's an equal chance of them trading back as there's them of them trading up you know I don't know so again just they're in no man's land well it's it seems i think it seems that they obviously like drew lock a lot more than we do and they seem to think that you know they i don't believe that you know i i i don't want i think fangio hates lock to be honest (laughs) (laughs) i think fangio hates lock i don't know let's let's project i've got the only thing that that gives me pause is that uh and maybe this is a totally out there like cowherd take like Fangio just seems like a conservative guy, so I don't know if he'd be willing to like sell the farm to trade up to the fourth pick to get a quarterback. I feel like they might just be like. Hey. I also think Fangio though understands that if he doesn't kind of put a winner together this year, it might be curtains. Yep. Yeah. And no, that's true. You know, and uh, I think they're in a nice spot here. I mean, I'm looking. I don't know. I think if you give them nine forty in your first round pick next year, I think that's something I would do. Um, I agree. And especially uh, from I Atlanta's perspective, too, if you're not going to take a quarterback or Kyle Pitts or one of these receivers and just overload your offense, Atlanta has needs all over their defense. So, And that's really where you can get yep. them that certain Micah Parsons, you know, even a Jalen Phillips, Quiddy Pay conversation. So, um, I think that would be a great move, honestly, for both teams. Yep, I agree. So should we pencil this in? Nine forty. Let's pencil it in. Round one. Let's, let's say, the all right, we're going to have the Broncos trading up to four Falcons moving back to nine collecting a future first as well as a second round this pick year yep in this year's draft um, which is what you said 40 overall Tommy yes, sir all right and so the Broncos are now up at four are we saying it's Justin Fields I think it's Justin Fields because of the pro readiness and the fact that I think he offers a higher floor than Trey Lance week one I think they're both better options than Drew Locke but I think Fields Gives this team a chance to compete for a Super Bowl right away, dare I say. Well, I don't know about that, but he's definitely better than Locke. Both of them are definitely better than Locke, and this is a predictive mock. This isn't, you know, so if I'm doing purely predictive, if I've got to pick one quarterback who is most likely to slide, I would say it's probably Trey Lance. Um, so, yeah, for that reason, I would, I would say, I would agree that Justin Fields would be most likely to be the pick here, although... If this situation unravels the same way on draft day and they take Lance, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be shocked. But if this situation did unravel and I'm right before the pick is happening, I'm predicting it, I'm going to say they take Fields. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, Tommy, in the sense, I mean, the Super Bowl year one. I'm not hey, saying, I'm just saying, not, you know. Not, I know what you mean. I, I agree, though, that Justin Fields from, you know, the first week of the season, I mean, this team is ready to win now, which is kind of funny to say about a team picking at nine overall. But I think the Broncos are, are ready to win now, and they they got to go compete in the AFC West. So I think Justin Fields gives you the best chance to do that as quickly as possible. And I don't think the ceilings between Fields and Lance are, are that different either. So let's go with, with Fields at four here, and we're on to the Bengals at five. Whoo, baby. Are we, is this, are we just doing a Tyler Dragon pick here? Yeah, cool. That was what I was going to say, Clep, is like had, had Tommy not sent that fairly, you know, uh, reputable report yesterday about Jamar Chase being 
you know, slotted in or penciled in for the for the Bengals if he's available. Uh, I would totally be all over Sewell here. I personally would pick Sewell. I personally thought the Bengals would pick Sewell just based on kind of the ethos Agreed. of that franchise and how um, Burrow check, struggled. Check, check, Yeah. With all those points. So, so Burrow struggling last year too with the whole knee injury and everything. So, yeah, I mean, this report is, I, I guess, is it going to outweigh all of the preconceived ideas we had about what they were going to do or – I mean, I mean, you know, the the Chase whispers have been there for now a month. It makes sense to me too that they would draft Chase Klepp. We talked about With it the on the LSU like, thing. Yeah, yeah. The, them getting kind of big eyes over. Oh yeah, we can reconnect these two guys. Um, so yeah, let's. If you guys are ready to do it, let's let's go ahead and say Chase goes goes five. Tommy, you good? Yeah, with I'm it? good with it. Um, you know, I I think we had a very spirited discussion pre-pod, you know, last week, and I, and. I think this is incredibly interesting to see how this. I just you know, in terms of like philosophy, you know. Yeah, you know, Tommy, I'll I'll, I'll give you one point, man. Uh, Chase is more interesting than Sewell. In terms of just like a watchability. Totally. Thing, right. Well, and like what you know, who's making yeah. more of a an impact for Burrow? And I would assume, I mean, they'd have to go out and, and attack the depth of the offensive line class at the top of round two. Team's not going to be watchable if Brandon Allen's playing quarterback, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yep. Week one. Week one, hey, hey, look, shout out, hey, Tyler Dragon. This is you got yep. a chance to be the new Zeus, man. <laughs> yep, dude. You, you hit this pick. If he hits this Zeus. pick, I will never mention Zeus's name again. It will be strictly Dragon. Name, it will be strictly Dragon. His name is Dragon too. Like that's we thought Zeus yeah. was cool. We got Dragon. Kind of badass. Not gonna lie. All right, let's uh, let's go let's chase yeah? Jamar. Dolphins here at six. This seems like a pit spot, boys. It does seem like a pit spot. That's what I'm. That's what I'm leaning. Hits hits Lee's bet. Um, I think you know Pitts. With everything they say about Tua, he's got to get the ball out early, open early. That screams Pitts to me. I know they have Gasecki there, but you do have Devonte, you know Parker and Will Fuller. I just think bringing in. I I feel like it would be a conversation between like Pitts and Waddle, if they're gonna go the wide the the, the pass catcher route. And I would just lean Pitts just due to the, you know, traits and the athleticism and, and kind of the mismatch that he can be. But then, Tommy, what do you think about O-line? Yeah, this is, you know, as, as the guy who will be drafting for Miami in our uh, four-way mock next week, I think this is very interesting because you have the 18th pick. Um, I'm expecting a guy like Rashad Bateman to be there. Maybe he won't be. Um, but I think... Miami's biggest need is on their offensive line. I know Will Fuller only signed a one-year deal. Um, I think, Klepp, you're completely right. It's Pitts or Waddle for me. Um, but then again, I think the idea of drafting a guy like Penny Sewell and and really shoring up this offensive line and moving Austin Jackson over to right tackle or even Sewell over to right tackle and kicking Hunt inside, who really was more of a guard prospect coming out of... Get the Hawaiian connection in South Beach, baby. Exactly. Um well, so here's 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 a question for you. I mean, Lee, do you kind of also agree that it's between a weapon and an O-lineman? Yeah, I would go out on a limb. This isn't that hardcore of a prophecy, but I would totally etch in stone. Um, not too dissimilar to you guys. I think it would be either Sewell, Pitts, or my dark horse would be Devonta Smith here just because of the pre-draft connections with Tua and Devonta Smith, the reports that were coming out like a month and a half ago. And then uh, I believe that internally the Dolphins are a very kind of – we're going to get our guy. Uh, they proved that last year in the first round for better or for worse. And I honestly just think Devonta Smith is their guy. I just kind of have a hunch about it um, when it comes to receiver. So 
I think that that could be kind of an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's either Sewell, Pitts, or, or Devonta would yeah. be the dark horse for me. I, I think it's interesting, too, to think about, I, I believe, you know, they came up for a reason, right? I think it's more so a pass catcher than it is a lineman because I think, you know, between a guy like a Pitts or a Waddle or a Smith is a little bit different of a drop-off to, you know, the Batemans and the, the Terrace Marshalls and, and the Elijah Moores at 18, where they could all where I don't know if the tackle drop off is as big where a guy like Darisaw or Tevin Jenkins could be there for them to take at, at eighteen. Mm. Um, yep. Because I think that's something you should consider. We should consider too. Yeah, I think well, right now it feels right like Pitts for us. It feels like Pitts for us yeah, right now. I think I yeah. think we should go with Pitts. I think if you can't make uh, Kyle Pitts and Mike Gusecki work, I think then you're not a good offensive coordinator. I don't think that's a reason why you don't take Pitts. Um, especially with like, you know, just think about in the red zone with a guy like, you got a guy like two and then you have Devontae Parker, Mike Kosecki and Kyle Pitts. Like, I just think, you know, those are a bunch of guys, big yeah. dudes who can attack at the catch point and really make your life easier. And you have already have a field stretcher and Will Fuller. Um, yeah, I mean, you invested some serious draft capital in the offensive line last year. Yeah. I know it didn't yeah. obviously all go the way you wanted it to, but it's not like you have a dismal O line. That's another thing. And yeah. almost... Similar to like the Giants in a way, you're kind of in the business of making Tua's life as easy as possible. Um, and I think that Pitts would probably be – I don't know if I would do it necessarily, but I totally would understand why they would do that. And I think it would make Tua's life a lot easier. So, All right. The pick is in then. Yeah. Kyle Pitts goes six to the Dolphins. And now the Lions are on the board. This is the uh, – This is a Brad Hunt Brad- trade back. Watch. This is yeah. This is Brad Holmes' seat is on fire with Trey Lance on the board. You're also considering the fact that Penny Sewell is also on the board, and this is my Armageddon scenario for Brad Holmes, where he had an opportunity to get this eighth pick from the Panthers. Could have uh, started off the rebuild with Sewell and Lance in our predictive scenario. Um, I guess we'll start with the. Potential for a team like the Patriots or, you know, maybe even a team like Washington. I don't think that it would happen in division with the Bears. Yep. Wanting to come up to seven um, to select Trey Lance. From my point of view, if you're Brad Holmes, you've already gotten that future draft capital um, that's important for this rebuild by trading Matthew Stafford. Um, of course, getting more is, is always, you know, is never a bad thing to consider. If Trey Lance were not on the board and it, the team was trying to come up to get a guy like Mac Jones, I would do that in a minute. Um, but I do think I mean, Dan Campbell went to Trey Lance's first pro day. I'm not sure about what's happening today. Um, I like to believe that they would take Trey Lance, but I don't know if that's me kind of blending my what I would do versus the predictive here. Um, I, I have an interesting scenario, I guess. I yeah, I, that you guys can shoot down. I have an interesting yeah, I guess I have one I have an interesting take too. You can start it off. My take was um, the Chargers moving up and getting Sewell mm-hmm. here. Interesting. Um, with the fear that Sewell would be drafted by the Panthers at eight and wanting to reunite uh, Sewell with Justin Herbert and shore up their offensive line, getting the best tackle in the draft, the consensus best best tackle, 
and not really having to do, I guess, 13, a second rounder, and maybe a second next year would be kind of the offer that I would put on the table to, to move up a few spots to seven. Um, to to yeah. push back against that a little bit. Um, I love the idea on paper, but I just, and, and we don't even put ourselves in the Chargers' shoes here. I just think, would we rather have uh, Sewell? And and the and, you know not having the two second round picks or a guy like Darisaw and, and retaining the capital, and I think that's a really I think that's interesting and and you know I'm high I like Darisaw a lot I think, you know he's he's very projectable obviously Sewell is kind of the crown jewel of the class. Um, well, the other thing is too Slater hasn't exactly. gone yet in the Chargers. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's a great point. Um, I mean, I was gonna say, me, you know, putting myself doing my mind reading of Brad Holmes. I think this might be a Jalen Waddle spot. I've thought that this always... Oh. <laughs> I oh. think... I think that would be brutal. I, I think, think... that would be so brutal. Uh, That'd be well, so with Lance brutal. and Over Sewell, Sewell on the board. With Lance and Sewell well, on the board. I don't think... Okay, here's... I don't think they're going to draft a... I don't think I, that happens. What I would I do, I would oh. take Trey Lance. Let's, <laughs> I would take Trey Lance. But oh. putting myself in Brad Holmes' shoes, me believing that I think that he believes in Jared Goff to a certain extent, and the the lack of weapons that this team has outside of TJ Hawkinson and getting a true difference maker like Jalen Waddle. Like Jalen Waddle does not come around. This is a true special, special athlete. And also, and it's not only he's it's not like he's raw as a receiver. I think he's a very re- refined receiver skill set. And it's a true it's he's just a rare player, which is why I have him higher than Devonta Smith, who I think is a little bit more refined and maybe has you know, as play has the nuances of the receiver position down a little bit more. I just think we all don't believe in Jared Goff. I think if you believe in Jared Goff, you have to give him this type of weapon and not have Tyrell Williams and Prashad Perriman being, you know, his his golden ticket to a successful offense. So that was just going to be my you know those would be my two cents. Um, I think I think honestly I'm not even. I really do think that if this is the way it plays out, that Holmes is going to trade back. He's already said he wants to trade back. I think it's a hot spot for trading back, considering the fact that Sewell and Lance are still on the board. Um, I don't really know how it would look. I guess the possible the teams that have talked about wanting how about, to move up. How about this? What about been, Washington? You get Washington's first and second this year, and two firsts. Because I think that I mean that's yeah I mean that would that'd be, be a conversation starter. A, so you get a twenty twenty two first and a twenty three first from Washington. Klepp, what do you think about that? The, the Lions going back to nineteen, so they'd move back twelve spots. I mean, I'd be upset because they passed on yeah. Lance. Um, you know, going back to nineteen, I don't. You know, I don't know. I don't necessarily care where they end up too much if you get you know the right compensation for it. Um, it's definitely kind of a kick the can down the road move. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, would be a haul. That would definitely be a haul, but it's just like, how many? And I don't think that's an unrealistic offer, right? Washington says we'll give you two first round picks in the future and our nineteenth overall pick to come up to seven. Maybe you know they throw in a third, and you have to throw in a fifth somewhere, you know, um, to make that happen. You know, I, there's been talk about Washington moving up. I don't think it's out of the possibility. I mean, I, I, I just, I mean, I don't know. I, I honestly think that they would just take Lance. 
But there's been rumblings about the, the the Lions taking a quarterback if they you know if they feel comfortable. You know they're not you know they're not opposed to taking a QB. Um, let's take Lance, man. I let's agree. Take Lance. Let's take Lance. I think it's I think it's the best I think it's the best thing to do. Like I think it's the best option. Yeah, I I obviously think it's the best option. I mean, I think yeah. Trey, Trey Lance is my number two quarterback. I haven't really moved on that. And, um, he and, may not be you as know, pro you don't ready. have to. You know, you don't have to start him this year at all. You shouldn't, and you probably shouldn't. Yep. You shouldn't start and, him a single game this year. Yeah, like m- maybe maybe in week, the end of week the year. eighteen or whatever, week yeah. twenty. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Lance is gone after that long deliberation. Yeah. Um, I think this would be a Sewell lock. I think I think the Panthers are doing the pony right now. Yeah. To get Sewell at eight. Yeah, I think it's Sewell or one of the Bama receivers. I think that's really the only, or I guess Slater, depending on who you like more. But I think this is. I just think their offensive line is so decrepit yep, at this point that they say, you know what, we'll take care of a receiver later. Let's get the. Yeah, let's get yeah the I also think guy. they'd be they'd be happy just to take an Elijah Moore, mm-hmm. um, in round two, to to fix up that slot spot with Curtis Samuel gone. Yeah, let's pencil in Sewell. Um. Falcons. Uh, the Broncos are here now. Falcons. Oh, no, Falcons. I'm sorry. The Falcons. Excuse me. Excuse me. The Falcons are here. Um, after trading back for what? We said one future first. Yep. And a second. Um, I like Sertain here. Yep. Keep, keep Lee making some money. But yeah. um, Falcons could go in a variety of different ways. They could they could even take you know a guy like Slater, um, but I, I like Sertain to, to pair with AJ Terrell and really start to repair this defense. Yeah, club. I think it's Sertain or Horn, whoever they like better. Yeah, I think this might be a little too rich for a guy like Jalen Phillips. That's the only, you know, that's the yeah. only other option I'd have. Um, but I think we should lock in Sertain because I think we all like him more cool. than Horn. I guess so. Let's just. It's a big money play for for me. Huge. Yeah. All right. Sertain to the Falcons. And uh, Tommy Cowboys are up. Um, this is tough. The ten, I mean the the general consensus would be J C Horn. Yeah. Um, I don't think I think this probably is too early for Barmore. Yeah. But I think Barmore, you know, would be a good pick for the Cowboys. But I don't know if he goes tenth. Overall, you could look at taking Rashawn Slater. I was going to say Slater. I think it's Slater. I think it's J.C. Horn, Slater, or uh, our boy Jeremiah Wusa-Kormora. Because I think the versatility you, you need kind of – I guess you brought in Keanu Neal, but he's not going to prevent me from taking a versatile piece like Wusa-Kormora uh, who can you know play more of a coverage role when you have – uh, Van Der Esch and, and Jalen Smith kind of doing more of the dirty work in the run game. Um, I think it's J.C. Horn all the way, like no doubt. Their corners are terrible. Yeah, no. It's like why? Yeah. I don't know. I get that the offensive line has regressed from being like the unit that it was the past few years, but it's like you still have a solid five starters on the O-line, assuming that Tyron Smith can stay healthy. Your offense is obviously stacked to the gills with talent when it comes to pass mm-hmm. catchers. You just paid Dak. You gotta help the defense out here, Tommy. You talked about it with me yesterday on the phone. 
Trayvon Diggs is your best corner, and it's like I like Trayvon Diggs, but I don't even know if he's a, a number one corner in the NFL yeah. yet in his prime. And uh, like, another thing, which um, as a guy who's done a couple mocks for the Cowboys too, and just a general point that the depth of the cornerback class, I think there really is like a, a kind of a big five, if you will, and then it's it's anyone's guess who your sixth corner is. Um, you know, I would just be much more comfortable taking a guy like J.C. Horn here than you know. Uh, an Eric Stokes or an Ify Melanfonwu, if I can pronounce that right, in the second round. So I think we should lock in Horn, I guess, because yep. cool. I'm with we it. need to attack Horner, so let's lock in JC. We roll on to the Giants. Giants have been connected to Devonta Smith a lot. Rashawn Slater continues to kind of fall here. Um... Could also be looking again, Tommy said earlier, with the Broncos, even a Jalen Phillips situation. Um, I would I would just lean Devonta Smith because that's what I've been hearing, and Dave Gettleman has been known to tip his hand. I know tipping his hand at 11 is a little different than at 2 with Saquon and at 4 with Andrew Thomas. Um, but what do, you guys, what do you guys think? I think that the defense is solid in New York. Obviously, probably could use a little bit of help, but they spent a lot of money on that defense, specifically at corner. Um, you brought in uh, Ifidio Denigbo at outside backer slash edge. Um, Ryan Anderson from Washington, former Bama guy, they brought in as well at linebacker. Um, so I think, like I said about Miami when I made the the kind of connection there, is you're you're in the business of making Daniel Jones' life as easy as possible. Um, I like Galladay. I like Sterling Shepard. I think Darius Slayton and John Ross is kind of – I like Slayton more than Ross, but you're not necessarily out of the woods when it comes to receiver. Um, that paired with the, the connections of Devonta Smith just leads me to believe that I think they take Devonta Smith here. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of where I stand. Yeah, I'm not going to push back too much. I think Devonta Smith screams like a Gettleman guy, um, a guy that Gettleman would love and for, and for good reason. I, uh, I think it has to be – let me let me just toss out quickly. What about Parsons? I think Parsons is a great fit for them, but I I tend to agree with Lee where it's like you need to make Daniel Jones' life as easy as possible. Yeah. And I think either Smith or Waddle has a chance to, you know, be the number one receiver on this team and, and make Kenny Galladay an unreal number two, and just and then you're just pushing down, you know, the the Sterling Shepherds of the world who Lee's a big fan of, Darius Slayton's. These guys are good players who you've still got Blake Martinez too. <laughs> Yeah, but I think Parsons would really help. They, they don't really have a lot of pass rush, and I think Captain Martinez, <laughs> Captain America. All right, let's 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 put in Devonta. Yep. Here at twelve. Um, now that we're, we're at twelve, let me just kind of go through, at least with I'm I'm going through on the draft network. Um, some of the top names available right now: Rashawn Slater, Jalen Waddle, Christian Derrissaw, Micah Parsons, Elijah Vera Tucker, Jalen Phillips, Tevin Jenkins. Quiddy Pay, Aziz Ojolari, Jeremiah Awusa, Koromoa, some of the guys hanging around right now as we go into pick 12 with the Philadelphia Eagles. They took Jalen Rager last year in the first round, Waddle. yet wide receiver is uh, still a very big need for them. Uh, I feel like they're in the same boat as the Giants, where it's like you got to make Jalen Hurts' life mm. you know, easy as possible. They took themselves out of the quarterback conversation when they traded back from 6-12. to 12. They're now slated to have three picks in the first round next year, 
where maybe they can make a move for a quarterback. Instead, I think they're going to use this draft to kind of build their team and their roster back up because it's pretty depleted, as we've talked about a couple times on previous podcasts. Um, I'm looking at Waddle here. I think it's Waddle or Slater. I mean, I, the Slater's the only other name I think I would um, think about just because the, that line is aging. You have Dillard, who you don't really know about at left tackle. You can put Slater in at guard from, from year one. But if you're really going to draft a guard, I think I think Waddle's the pick. I mean, you know, I think... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Philly's going to screw this up in reality. Like, I don't think they'd take Waddle in this position because I think they're kind of stupid at drafting. And... Uh, I read Benjamin Solak. Shout out to the Draft Network, what we're using. I read his mock draft that came out yesterday, I think. Um, and he's a he's a Philly guy. He's an Eagles guy. And he has them taking Quiddy Pay at 12, um, hmm. for, for what it's worth. Um, Howie Roseman loves to, to draft D linemen. Brandon Graham's not you know necessarily the youngest guy in the world. Derek Barnett has been good, not great. So... You know, just for a conversation point, you know, they, they probably could use a little bit of an infusion of youth and versatility along that defensive line. So I do think that that's an interesting conversation to have because we do have a tendency, not just us, but everyone. Uh, if you look at last year, just looking at some of the mock drafts, saying all these receivers, oh, they're going to go, they're going to go, they're going to go. CeeDee Lamb, yeah. Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs are all going to be gone by, you know, 13, 15. When in reality, that doesn't usually happen. Um like you guys, I would pick Waddle here. I think that'd be the smart move, but I just have a feeling Philly will, will, won't do that. I don't know if you guys right. have any. Well, what about two? You have issues at linebacker there as well. Mm-hmm. Could be looking at Micah Parsons. Absolutely. I mean, T.J. Edwards, Jannard Avery, and Alex Singleton are your your crop of linebackers you've got right now. The defense is pretty depleted. Um. We talked about corner. I know Horn's gone, so you're not necessarily in the market for corner at 12. I don't know. I think um, I think if I'm projecting that the Eagles are going to go defense here. But, oh, man. Tommy, what, what say you between Waddle and like Parsons, I guess? Because that seems where, where our heads I are I mean, at. I obviously am, have a big Waddle bias. I just think he's such a special playmaker, and, and like you said, Clep, we talked about helping Jalen Hurts out and, or helping you know Daniel Jones and Tua. And I think if you're not taking a quarterback here and you're committing to Jalen Hurts, you need to give him, you know, his best opportunity possible. And the Eagles, especially, are in a worse spot than the Giants and the Dolphins in terms of pass catchers. And I think we, Lee and I were talking about this yesterday. We saw these kind of reports about the Eagles wanting to go back into the top ten, which just made no sense to me. And I think that's because they're getting some some FOMO uh, over one of these receivers, potentially. I don't know what else it would be unless they're trying to get a Patrick Sertain. No, you're, you're probably right. Um, the only thing I would push back on that is that the Dolphins and Giants are just clearly better on defense. Like last year, the Dolphins and Giants established yeah. that, hey, like we can lean on our defense a little bit because we're well-rounded. And then the team like the Giants went out and spent even more money on defense. Yeah. Whereas the Eagles are just like – Fletcher Cox is probably your best player on defense. He's like 31 – Slay, um, old. Slay is Slay. Von Hargrave is good. No, they they have good players, but it's just like they really. It's kind of few and far between. Um, so that's the only thing I would say about that. Well, but I mean, if you guys want to slate Waddle, and you know, we can we can do that. Well, and also outside of corner, I mean, this is a uh, this is a deep linebacker and edge class. I think you know, in the second round, 
and it's it's a deep receiver class too. But I would just be much more comfortable, you know, taking a guy like Jabril Cox or Monty Rice or you know, whoever whatever edge is is available in round two. I think then you know going for a guy, you know, whomever the receiver is. I just think Jalen Waddle is a really special player. All right, I, I'm with I'm kind of with Waddle, so let's just do it. Um, I think the Chargers would be just like the Panthers doing the whatever the pony. Yep. <laughs> for Rashawn Slater. Clap. I agree. Yeah, I think it's either so. him or Darisaw. Um, do we have concerns of Rashawn Slater holding up at left tackle in the NFL? And I know, I know he has a. Didn't he play left tackle in college? Yeah, I know, but there's all this, you know. Oh, he's not. His, his measurables aren't aren't there to be to be a left BS. tackle. BS. BS. Darisaw doesn't have enough of an edge to be a left tackle in the NFL. I can say that. He's got an edge. He's not mean yeah, enough. He's mean. He's mean. He's He's damn. That's like all he does is be mean. No, it's not. Slater's also just cons- Rashawn Slater. Consensus, consensus number two. Is he not? Yeah. Um, Rashawn Slater there at thirteen. Vikings are up now. Uh, they only this is their fourteenth overall pick, and they don't pick again until the third round. I like Elijah Vera Tucker here. I think. Looking at Quiddy Pay or Jalen Phillips would also be pretty interesting. Mm. I think I—I I mean, I just mentioned Darisaw. I would go for Darisaw. I think you need a, a pure left tackle. I know Vera Tucker um, played some left tackle and has some versatility and you can kick inside the guard. But um, I mean, yeah, I would go with Darisaw or Vera Tucker just because you mentioned them not having a second-round pick. I think you have to invest in the offensive line. Yeah, they have a big hole at left tackle. Yeah, I don't know. I I think uh, Zimmer's got to be concerned about Danielle Hunter and Stephen Weatherly, especially if Hunter's not going to be content with the yeah. situation. Um, wouldn't be shocked at all if they went defense here. I think we also overrate how many tackles are going to be taken so quickly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think I like Vera Tucker. I think he could s- sneak into this spot, but I really do think that this is a team that their defense was terrible last year. So yeah, and they have a defensive coach. Maybe he thinks the best Parsons, way to go. Maybe? The only thing I would say about that is they have good linebackers, and that I, for me, if I'm projecting right now, I would say pay. Yeah, that's. I would agree with that too. I would say Pay would be kind of the pick here because Phillips has the injury concerns, the con- concussion concerns, um, and yeah, I think I think Pay would probably be the odds-on favorite to be the first D lineman drafted. So it kind yeah, of, I'm it willing kind to go Pay. I kind of I kind of agree though, with Tommy too, with Christian Derisaw. Um no, Derisaw it makes is, sense. It, tackle makes a lot of only, sense. I mean, he's he's a he's a guy who played left tackle. He also is a guy who is one of the, the tackles this year. It's it's interesting because Rashawn Slater and Penny Sewell are extremely athletic, but they don't necessarily have I think the arm length that they're like thirty three inch arms, which is kind of right on that prefaces of what some you know offensive line coaches want in terms of just being longer. And Darisoff kind of checks all the physical boxes. Yeah, um, but Could, again, like you said, Lee, their their defense was pretty awful last year. 
Also, like, just putting it out there, because they don't have a second-round pick and because this is kind of like a tackle-rich first, you know, in the first round, couldn't could you see them possibly moving back to the last 10 picks of the first round and maybe recouping a second or third round pick for it? I think that's a great um, point. If like, someone wants yeah. to, I think that's a great point. If someone wants depends. to come up. Who who do you think would want to come up, though? Maybe someone who wants to get a Derrissaw. Maybe someone who wants to get Micah Parsons or Owusu Kimura um, or Quiddy Pay, for that matter. Uh, you know, I, I think, think that there's some... If you want to talk about attacking... Um, I mentioned it earlier. I think if you're going to move up, I think it's going to be for an, an edge or a corner. More so a corner, just because I don't really see... I just think it's a complete crapshoot once you get past the Greg Newsom, Asante Samuel, and Caleb Farley's of the world. Um, you know, and But again, I don't know who... I don't really know. Do we have a team that we can pair up? Does someone want to come up and get a Rashad Bateman? Um, I don't know if it would be Bateman. I think... You know, I don't know. Perhaps we we see a team like Washington move up to get Parsons. I know you guys aren't as big on Barmore as I am, but Cleveland just cut Sheldon Rankins. Uh, or not, sorry, Sheldon Richardson. Um, they've kind of got a gap on, on that inside of the defensive line. If maybe they would be willing to part with, with their second-round second. pick to move up to 14 to go and get Barmore and kind of complete yeah. that – front of their, their offensive line, especially considering the fact that they do have the Browns, I'm talking about, do have two picks. I want to say not back-to-back, but the few picks that are right next to each other I just, in the third round. I just think Andrew Barry being the, the savvy guy is, I don't think you're going to give up sec- a second-round pick to get a defensive lineman, an interior defensive lineman, who is not who is far from a well, I mean, product. You talk about, I don't know. I personally think Barmore is like clearly the number one interior defensive lineman. I think that there's a significant drop off between him and Levy Ozenworke or Davion Nixon. Um, so I do think that if you're the Browns and you want an interior defensive lineman, I don't think Barmore is going to be there at 26. So you might have to get a little bit aggressive. I mean, Tommy, you you might not be wrong at all about Andrew Barry. I know he's a savvy guy. But if he likes Barmore, he might get aggressive for him. Who knows? I also think they're in a position now with adding Clowney and obviously having a complete stud in Miles Garrett where I think the interior defensive line really just needs to be run stuffers, I think. And, like, obviously it'd be great if you can get a dynamic interior defensive lineman. But, you know, at what price do you do that? Because they'd have to – They'd have to move twelve spots up, which is like no no joke. And and you're getting yeah. a a guy in Barmore from from I know Lee, you're high on him, but seems to be like you know he's not in the Quinnen or Derek Brown esque you know category. He seems to be a guy who definitely still needs some coaching and some work and has a high ceiling. But I think he totally could be in that category, especially considering I don't know. We don't need to have a Barmore conversation, but I'm just looking at the trade possible trade scenarios, and even something like. The, this is kind of interesting, just bouncing this off you guys. The Browns have 89 and 91 in the third round, right? The Vikings have 90 in the third round. So maybe the Browns say, hey, we'll give you 26 and 59 for 14 and 90. Um, and then the, the, all of a sudden the Browns have 89, 90, and 91 in the third round. I just think that could be kind of an interesting possibility. Um but yeah, we don't have to do it. I don't know if Andrew. I don't know. I'm gonna. I, I just. I. I don't think. 
there's not there's nothing clear yeah. to me. Obviously, things that happen where like the Saints moved up for Marcus Davenport, yep. and you never know. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if there's anything super clear to me that a team would be willing to jump up to 14. I think the Vikings, you're absolutely guys are right in terms of like they might want to move back to get a second round pick because they need to rebuild this defense. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they they go with um, I don't know. I, I think Quitty Pay is is a good spot here. You guys want to lock it in? I I, I don't even disagree with that. Yeah, I, I mean, think that would probably be. I'd go Darisaw, but like let's give him pay because I also like edges don't come off the board for me until the twenties, and I just think that's very unrealistic. Like we need to get yeah one of these edges yeah. off because we need to kind of correct for potentially the Giants or the Eagles taking one of them. So let's just for sure let's lock in Quitty. Comfortable with that. And Patriots are up at fifteen. I almost feel like they would go, you know, maybe they just take Micah Parsons, who yeah, slipped. Yeah, I was about to say, I think Parsons is like a great kind of scheme fit for what they do, too, kind of, you know, in that in that Donta Hightower-esque role where he can play downhill, he can, you know, brush the passer a little bit. They got, you know, they have Uche and uh, Winovich, but I think Parsons would be a great, a great add. I think it's either Parsons or Kamora. Or, I mean, what about Rashad Bateman? I think it's interesting, but I don't know if the Patriots... I think they made enough moves in the free agency yeah. with Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, and Nelson Aguilar where they're just going to kind of yeah, and make do with what Boring they have, too. at least in the first round. Yep, that's a good point. Do you, I think they'll add a receiver later, but... Do you think Awusa Kamora is possibly number one linebacker on the Patriots draft board because of the Parsons' concerns, or do you think that they are good I don't know if they would Parsons. care so much about that. Um, I think it's a win-win either way just because of what, you know, much like Shanahan, what he does for quarterbacks, I just think getting a guy... Here's here's what I'll say. In the past, I mean, you you have you brought back Kyle Van Noy. Um, in the past, the Patriots, and we saw this with the Lions, they just prioritized bigger linebackers. And Ousu mm. Cormoa is not necessarily in that mold. But then again, maybe they want to pair a guy like him with, you know, Van Noy and... Hightower, who they already have, but personally, I think they would just go Parsons. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Parsons and then. So now we're at 16 with the Arizona Cardinals. Interesting spot for them. Could be looking at corner with maybe a Caleb Farley or a Greg Newsom here. Boys, uh, could be looking at running back, dare I say it. Um Vera Tucker would be interesting here, I think. Vera Tucker would be, I think, a really solid pick for them. Another team um, that has basically no depth picks. Yep. They have a one, a two, and then they don't pick until the fifth round, I don't think. Yep. So, hey, if someone wants to possibly get aggressive here and move up, I think the Cardinals would be an interesting team to, 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 to you know, talk well, about. All right, well, what about, what about a team coming up for Derisaw? Well, yeah, I mean, okay, so I, I like that, Clep, because you have the Raiders who, you know, have a, have a hole at tackle. And the Dolphins. And maybe the Dolphins. I, I don't – And the football Maybe team. I'm just not as big of a Derrissaw guy as you guys. I, I don't think Derrissaw is the first the point, O-line taken. It's a predictive. Yeah, I don't think the NFL is as big as uh, oh, Derrissaw right. as TDN is. I think the I think, I I think Derrissaw is a t- top 20 lock. I, I mean – I, I disagree, but hey, you know that's what that's why we're doing this. Um, I tend to agree with Tommy just because of Derisaw's traits. Yeah. 
I think Vera Tucker goes before Derisaw, and I think the Cardinals, if they're going to take a lineman here... I also like that, Lee. I mean, they need interior They need back. inside guys, oh. and it doesn't hurt that Vera Tucker can play tackle as well. Let's pump the brakes. Yeah. I think if the Cardinals are going to stick and pick, I think you need to take a corner. I love Byron Murphy, but who's your who's their second corner? Um, it's Malcolm Butler and friggin' Robert Alford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aging. It's not good. I think... I mean, me, this is a Caleb Farley, Asante Samuel spot for me. I know I'm higher on Asante than a lot of. So I would take Caleb Farley here. I know Trade he's back. The, I know he's got the back injury, but he's going to be, he's going to play. He's going to be able to play week one. It's just a matter of how he's going to hold up over the course of his career. And when he's playing, I mean, he's the, he's the best corner on the board. Um, I don't know how predictive that is because I don't know where the NFL stands on Caleb Farley and his, his back. But I do know that with the depth of the corner class, um, this is like the type of high risk, high reward move that I would be comfortable making. I think. Yeah, I just I don't know. It would I don't know what the the Cardinals need to like win. They need to win this year. And I think Caleb Farley does that. Like I, you know, he's not he's not going to sit. Whether he holds up over an NFL season, I think. I don't think Caleb Farley is a safe pick for them. The back, the back injury is extremely, extremely worrisome. Like you can't underestimate the back injury just because when he's playing, he's good. It's like, but he's not playing. So like, why? I'm yeah. not going to invest the 16th pick in the draft on someone who's had a reoccurring back injury. I, and, I would agree with that, and I, I think I would stick here and take Barrett Tucker. I was going to say, Clap. I, I agree. Like you. Yeah. You don't necessarily. I, I understand what you're saying, Tommy, but I think it's a little early for for Newsom, and I think as far as Farley goes, um, 16 is is really high for a guy who you don't know will be able to play for more than a couple seasons. No, I mean um, that but, would be that'd be terrifying. Yeah, no, it's clearly a risk. I just think you know. Malcolm Butler, Robert Alford, you're just going to have to be comfortable with that. I think if you as your trio, Tommy, I hear you. Too. I hear you, man. But I think yeah, maybe you're, then you're you not, move you're back. You're not making sense. Yeah, I, I think maybe then you move back. Like, you know, I I don't know. Who's to say that there's not going to be a team that's interested in taking a guy like Jalen Phillips at 16 or Jeremiah yeah. Wusukumora yeah, no. or Darisaw, like you guys have been in, saying. In mocks past, this has been a spot where I've I've had you know a Ravens trade up to go get Rashad Bateman. Um, I don't know you know how much because I think when you're not trading up for a quarterback, you have to go for positions of value, which is why I push back against the Barmore trade talk, and and which is why I think you know when you trade up, you're going for like a tackle, an edge, or a receiver. I think really or a corner. Um, I also think I, I'll push it again. The Saints linebacking core has some talent on it, but there's really no depth. And my boy from Michigan State, Andrew Dowell, who played a little safety at Michigan State, is is your starting linebacker. The Saints have, you know, they're not shy when it comes to trading up recently. Perhaps they want to come up and get a Wusu Kamara after Parsons comes off the board. I think that could be like an interesting conversation after you know losing Anzalone and. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe they don't have the resources to do that. I think it's interesting, though. I do think that the Cardinals could be looking to move back. Like It makes a lot of sense. It makes more sense than your average yeah. pick here to move back if you're the Cardinals. All right, well, let's, let's, let's make a trade back then after we've discussed it for, <laughs> for minutes. Yeah. Um, I think I like, I like that move with the Saints. Well, one sec. Think, How about this, Club? Um, Sorry to interrupt you. What about the Colts coming up to take Derrissaw? 
I think that'd be really solid. You're move. only moving up five spots. You probably have to give up a third or a fourth, maybe, and give up their give up their third round pick. Card- I really wanted to push Eichenberg to the Colts at twenty one. <laughs> Uh, that's the only no. I, I like it. I oh, like yeah, it. I think I'm, I'm not going to push if back. If they too stick hard. and pick, I think that very well could be the um... Quentin Nelson. I'm pretty sure uh, gave Eichenberg his tour at Notre Dame, and I think that there's a little bit of a connection there. And hey, if Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes can pound their fist on the table for their first round draft picks, then why can't uh, Quentin Nelson? Eh? Well, now that I'm looking at the Colts, they own, I mean they have a first, a second, and then it looks like a fourth. They kind of are a plate okay. of draft capital as mm. well. Um, hmm. Yeah, they're going to stick and pick then. All right, so we're off. Yeah, Let's, we're off the Colts making a I, trade. I I think it's I think it's maybe the Browns moving up. I, Tommy, I don't hate the Ravens moving up for Bateman or the. What Saints. about the Bears coming up for Darisaw? Oh. I, you, I think you have to love Darisaw to trade from twenty to sixteen to get him. Yeah, but you might want to get ahead of the Raiders and the Dolphins who. Are very live to take a uh, tackle. That's what true. About the Steelers. That's what true. About the Steelers, Lee. The Steelers are taking Najee. Like that's that's as set in stone as Jamar to to Cincinnati. If Najee's there, the Steelers are taking him. The Steelers are taking a running back in the first round. I mean, for better or for worse. I'm, it doesn't prove or disprove my any of my arguments. I just think they're going to do All it. All right, let's do let's do just for fun. Let's do the Bears moving up to sixteen. Hopping ahead of the Raiders and the Dolphins to get Derisaw. All right, I think that's a twenty. Yeah, twenty. Maybe floating, floating a, 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 a fourth. Twenty yeah. and eighty-three should do the trick. Yep. All right, we're locking that in. All right. All right, Derisaw to the Bears. Derisaw to the Bears. It's 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 sixteen. <laughs> um. Raiders come up. They sold their entire offensive line. Uh, they could also use Owusu Koromo as a coverage linebacker as they brought in Corey Littleton and he was horrible in coverage. Um, they could use they could use a guy like Barmore Lee. Absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I almost feel like they dug themselves into an offensive lineman hole um, with what they did post-free agency. Um, I'd be on board with giving them Jenkins or Vera Tucker in this situation. Yeah, I've, I've really, I've been a big fan of giving them a Wusa Koromora just because I think it's a good... It sounds like a name Gruden would really love to loves, say. Loves the name and just the versatility that he brings. Um, I will say, dude, I've been slotting in Tevin Jenkins to the Raiders yeah. like, the whole draft season. It just makes sense no, to it me. Does make I, sense. I feel like I agree. You got it, rid of you, you played right tackle. You got rid of Trent Brown. His play he style. Miller on the left side. Let's give him Tevin, yeah. man. Let's give him Tevin. Let's give him Tevin. All right. Little tackle um, run here. Minor tackle run. I like, I like Phillips. I'm with you, Clap. Dolphins. Phillips to the Dolphins. I think. Yeah. I like Phillips here. Phillips or Vera. You Tucker. can make an argument maybe for Bateman, but or Najee. Or you just Vera got Tucker, pits, but I think you go defense. Yeah, I think it's Vera Tucker or uh, or Phillips. Keep Phillips in the state. Pitts and Phillips, two two Florida boys. We're giving them. All right, let's, let's go, go Phillips. Jalen, give him Jalen. The football team. Um, football team is sitting here at nineteen. I think this is a Bateman or Vera Tucker spot. 
How about a Wusu Kimura? Iron sharpens iron I, on that defense. I, Holy I, would, crap. I would like a Wusu Kimura. They don't have any linebackers. No, they got my boy uh, Cole Holcomb. He he was a baller last year. And then Kalik Hudson, I, I don't I, I don't think Kalik Hudson is that good, but he played at Michigan, so I remember him. Um, I'm very attracted to the idea of a Rashad Bateman, Tara McLaurin, Curtis Samuel receiving trio. Don't Tommy, don't you think that that would a little bit be overkill considering you spent all the money on Curtis Samuel and you just drafted Antonio Gandy Golden and guys like Cam Sims and uh, yeah, you, like you you have dudes, your receivers produce you know fairly well, I guess. But then you go out and you sign Samuel. I think it would be a little bit yeah. But who's I guess who's going to be your number two? Is it our our boy? Um, what's my guy from NC State that I love? Kelvin Harmon. Kelvin Harmon. I would say Gandy Golden would be like. Yeah. Well, I mean, guy. your number one is McLaurin, and your number two is Samuel. But yeah. I think in terms of. Still got Logan Thomas. Still got Logan Thomas. You got Antonio Gibson. I just think Rashad Bateman, he can run all the routes in the book. Like, he just has such a high floor. Uh, like, I don't know. I think Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel's great, but you don't want him. You want him in that gadget role. And maybe Antonio Gandy-Golden and or Kelvin Harmon can be that, that number two kind of possession big boy receiver. But I just know that... I loved Cam Sims. I did. I loved him. He was my guy. Trying to force him off the team. I am. I mean, honestly, I think this is uh, Wusu Kimura, man. I mean, but then again, they don't have any. They, their tackle. Who's their tackle? Sadiq Charles. Is he the starting left tackle? No, Jerron Christian. He was actually pretty good last year. Jerron Christian and Morgan Louis Moses. Guy. Um, yeah. I like Wusu Kimura. I do too. I think, I think Ron Rivera is going to keep building that defense, and that's just kind of going to be this team's identity. Is like we're just going to yeah. maul you on defense. Yeah, let's give him a Wusu Kimura because I'm not going to be able to do that in our four-way mock because Connor's going to take him to the Cowboys at ten. Um, That'd be good or bad. I, I mean, I'd like that, but I just, we need corners. <laughs> I love, I love the back Greg Newsom. Pick Newsom. I think Greg Newsom is a no-brainer here. I like that too. All right, let's do it. It's either him or Vera Tucker. Great trade for the Cardinals. Pretty much making the pick they would have made. Let's give him Newsom. I think that's the biggest need. Yeah, yeah, clearly is. Eichenberg, baby. All right. You, you guys do like it? that? Tucker? I like it. Yeah, I think that. I think. I think the well, Colts and Eichenberg. Yeah, they they bring the uh, the Notre Dame guy in, keep him in the state, team him up with Quentin Nelson, and kind of complete that offensive yeah. line. Yeah, high floor player. I mean, he just doesn't really have really tough he guy. Really have first round traits, but I mean, you just need him to plug and play him from day one. So, I think he's got first round traits. I think he's. I think he can cut it out. Um, I don't see what. See, I, you know, I don't really necessarily see, besides, you know, I guess a few more moments of dominance, what necessarily separates a guy like Mike McGlinchey so far from Liam Eikenberg. Um, 6'6", 300, good athlete, tough as nails. Yeah. I think he's going to have a good NFL career, man. Right, let's let's plug, plug him in. I think it's a good good pick. I think this this is probably the most likely one of our picks that we're going to get, get, get right out of this uh, – Eichenberg? Yeah, Eichenberg at 21. Just because I think he's, I love he's so ready that. to start. So, yeah. Let's give him Eichenberg. Titans now on the board. Uh, Tommy, what are, you, what are you thinking here? 
I mean, it's tough to pass on Bateman right here. I mean, I think it's yeah, tough to pass on Bateman. I mean, if we're going to go corner, uh, you can go with an Asante or Caleb Farley. Um, I think Bateman's a pretty obvious choice considering I they, agree. For, for them predictively just because of all the, that they lost on offense. And uh, Josh Reynolds is their number two receiver. And yes. much like we talked about last year with the Vikings getting Justin Jefferson and having a good chance to replace that Stephon Diggs production, I think Bateman can do, what did Corey Davis do, like 900 yards and six touchdowns? Like, I I don't think that's crazy to expect that out of Rashad Bateman yeah. as a rookie. So, let's, let's put him in. him in. Jets, after taking Zach Wilson at number two, are back on the board. Um, pretty much everything's on the table here. Um, personally, I'd love to see O-line just yeah. because of – I think Vera Tucker would be awesome value here at 23. I completely agree, Club. Um, I think it's Vera Tucker or a corner. You're also looking at guys like Leatherwood, Cosme, Raidens. ETN. Um, ETN. I think ETN would be a bad move for them at this I point. I agree, but it doesn't mean that they wouldn't do it. They won't do it, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Joe Douglas um, is going to take a running what back. About, like, what about here, too? I mean, what about an Ojolari or an Owe? I think it's interesting. I think that Douglas is going to overemphasize getting guys around Wilson to help him succeed. Yeah. Yeah. And for that reason, I believe Vera Tucker will be the pick yep. here, and they're going to aim for a guy getting a guy like Etn with that second pick in the in the second round. Cool. Yep. Let's, All right. Let's I'm with Vera in. Tucker. All right, Lee. You I mean, you know it? where I you know where I stand here. You guys can say what you want. Calling your shot. I don't care. I think I think the Steelers. I think if Najee Harris is available at 24, um, the Steelers are going to take him. I, I just think that oh, that shot. is kind of a virtual. I, I could see. I could totally see them doing it. I mean, they got rid of um, James Conner. Running game was pretty horrible last year. Najee gives them a guy who can go downhill, but as they had with Le'Veon Bell, also a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Maybe not as prolifically as Bell did, but he's not. He's not Leonard Fournette. Yep. Um, in that in that sense, so. Uh, I could see him doing Natural, it. Natural, just hell of a running back prospect. Um, I just this is going to be if 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 Najee Harris goes to the Steelers and isn't able to run prolifically because they have an awful offensive line. If that doesn't if that doesn't bring Lee onto my team, I don't know what will. So, all. What about one one last? I guess uh, I'll I'll throw out Landon Dickerson because of Pouncey retiring. Yeah, I I think that'd be a better pick than Najee Harris. I think I think tackle or interior offensive line. Is, is really where the need is. Um, but, I, get, I mean, I think, you know, they very well could go with Najee. On. Well, I guess the way I see it, too, is like, I don't know. I'm not, like, swatting away any idea that tackle or, or offensive line would be a good pick. Like, I totally think that those conversations are, 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 are worth being had. Um, I just think you're not I also gonna, think the Steelers are very win now. They are very win now. I don't think the running back room is as good as Tommy does, obviously. He thinks that McFarlane can be pretty good or, or you know, I think Snell and McFarlane are average running backs and nothing more. And I think there's no shot that either ETN or Williams is gonna be available when you're picking in the second yeah. round. And I don't think that Trey Sermon or Ramondre Stevenson or any of those guys in that category are really much different than Snell or McFarland. Like maybe they might be a little bit better. I don't really know at this point. Um, so I just think you're going to get the best running back available at 24. Maybe you're overdrafting him a tiny bit, but I don't. I don't necessarily think it's a bad pick at all. And I do think that he very well could charge this offense in a way that not a lot of people expect it to be charged, um, and, and and bring right, that offensive Andre. presence. I'm with it. 
Barmore. Yeah. I think it's Barmore all day for the I think that'd Jags be a great here. pick. Yeah, I think it's Barmore all day. Oh, I'm, I, got, I got frozen here, so we got Najee. Um, I, I was going to stand on the table for Trayvon Morick here. Mm. You, I think That is interesting. He, they, they have no one at safety right now. Um, I don't know. and I mean, Obviously, I think Barmore would, would fill a need as well, but I just think Morick's versatility, just a player I really... He'll get Cisco round two. Yeah, yeah, and I again, this comes back to Around the conversation three. with um, you know. Shout out Andrew Wingard, yeah. safety from Wyoming, who's who's on the roster in, in Jacksonville. Yeah, and then you have Rudy Ford. Those are your two, and I guess Rayshon Jenkins, who they just brought in. But I just think Trayvon. I just think Trayvon Morick reminds yeah. me a lot of of, of kind of a, a, Mika, a Mika Fitzpatrick type player, and I just think the versatility that he can bring to the back end. You went out and you got Shaquille Griffin, you got C.J. Henderson. Um, I think you got to add more to to the secondary, um, but then again, we got Clep and I's boy Tavon Bryan and, and Dave Davon Hamilton, and not a lot of not a lot of depth on the interior defensive line. I think Barmore is a blessing at twenty five, and you. I like Barmore a lot. I I just think Barmore can can affect the game more than you know at least early on than, than Mary can. Okay, and they'd spend some money. I Tommy, I know the safety spot is depleted, but they did spend some money on corner. And they brought in Rayshon Jenkins. Like their secondary is not that bad, um, so I, I would be a little bit more focused on the front seven than I would be on, on the secondary at this juncture, I guess. Let's rip Barmore. Yeah, let's do Barmore. Browns uh, up here at twenty-six. Interesting spot. We kind of talked about them with with Carl about what what different ways they may go. I like Zayvon Collins a lot here. Yep. Um, I think with the, you know, you could maybe say Merrick, but with what they brought in in free agency, um, I don't know if yeah. that necessarily fits um, right now. What about Asante Samuel? I, Lee, I was going to say that, but they did bring in Troy Hill, yeah. who plays nickel. So I think I, and I think yeah. so much of what I like about Asante Samuel is I think that his like floor is like being a really good nickel. Um, and I just don't think he'd see the field that much. I think if you're going to take a developmentary prospect, I would be kind of over an OA just because of his traits. Um, and I, I mean, I've as a guy who's been watching a lot of Aziz Ojolari, I really like Aziz Ojolari, but I don't know if you guys have an opinion on this. Like, he just seems so perfect for like a three-four scheme as like an outside backer, um, and I know that's not what they run in um, in in Cleveland, but. I don't. I think you know we can't assume that Jadavian Clowney is a long-term option there, and you know, I think you know, get a guy to develop behind yeah, him. Yeah, get a guy to develop behind him. Um, I just think their off-the-ball linebackers are brutal. really bad. No, Clep, I'm with I, you. I think Zayvon Collins is like, I mean, he's. I like him a lot. I think there's definitely some developmental stuff there, just with the scheme he played at Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't really asked to do a lot of man coverage, which. Could be concerning because I mean he is a guy who's really athletic, but as we saw with Jared Davis in Detroit, that doesn't always equate to being good in pass coverage. Um, but I think as far as just the size and the speed and the athleticism that he has, and he I mean he can rush the passer too from the edge. He he lined up in a bunch of different uh, spots in Tulsa's defense. Uh, I think he goes in the round one and in round one. I think he's better than Jamin Davis. Um, so I would, I would like. I mean, I'm interested in. I think the Browns could go many different ways, and I wouldn't really hate the pick. 
Yeah. But I, I, I would just like to see them add to their defense because I don't think much – there hasn't been much turnover on offense. Just keep adding some defensive pieces. Yeah. Um, I don't hate Zayvon. Let's, let's go with Zayvon. Right, We've been cool. talking about that for a while. Yeah. Ravens, this this is kind of where I could see an Ojolari or an OA Tommy just because of losing Matt Judon. Yep. Um, you know, maybe that's too obvious. I guess you should also start looking at the... I mean, Lee didn't really like him, but I really like Terrace Marshall. Um, looking at a receiver to help out Lamar Jackson since he couldn't really get anyone better than Sammy Watkins in free agency. Morig possibly too. Morig could be an interesting pick. Yeah, Morig I think would be a really good pick. Um, Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott I mean, are, are solid players, but and I think Morig can just do so much, so a lot of versatility there. Um, but Cl- I think Ojolari makes the most sense for yeah. them here, just considering what they've lost. Yep. I agree. And I think he'd be a good pick at 27. Let's give him Aziz, man. I like All Aziz. Right. I think Ojolari goes round yeah. one, too. Yeah. So kind of covers our bases a little bit. Um, Saints. I think this is Rondale, Elijah, Kadarius territory. Or potentially getting the guy like Caleb Farley or Asante Samuel. I was going to say Asante Samuel. Just because they lost Jack Rabbit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Patrick Robinson, Marshawn Lattimore. Solid. Not a lot of depth in that in that cornerback room. Talked about the concerns at linebacker. I know we're not in love with the linebackers as first-round prospects you know, that are on the board right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Tommy. I think offensively I like where your head is at. I just don't know. I mean, this defense, you know, I don't know. They lost, lost Trey Hendrickson, too. They lost Trey Hendrickson. They lost Malcolm Brown. They lost, they lost Sheldon Rankins. Alex Anzalone. They lost Sheldon Rankins. Yeah. No. They lost Janoris Jenkins. It's definitely much more of a need. I just love the idea of, of a guy like Sean Payton getting one of these – Gadget, gadget well, what about players. just to just take 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 Amari Rogers in the round two or three? Yeah, yeah. Tracon Smith also flashed like hell last year. He's fine. He's a solid player. Um, he's fine, but he's nowhere near the prospects. The prospect that I think either three of these guys are. And Traquan's, I mean, yeah, it, it took him a, a, a minute, and because I remember Traquan Smith in that 2018 draft, and he had some hype coming up behind him. But I just think you know, I mean, you guys are right. I think. For me, if I'm not going receiver, me personally, I would go. I would take Asante Samuel or Caleb Farley. What about Jamin Davis? They need. I mean, they need linebackers. Oh man! They, and they drafted Zach Bond last year too. Like I think that's that's yeah, worth that's mentioning. Um, because I like Asante here. I don't hate right. that. Asante, lock it in. I don't hate that. Yeah, I think Asante would be a really good pick for them. All right, let's do it. Um, Packers, a lot of departures along that offensive line. Is that where we're looking? Or, Tommy, are you going to you know, say, hey, you should get a receiver here? They have enemy corner. Rondale Moore, too, man. Farley, Farley fell to you? I think, I mean, the way the board is, I kind of think I'd take Farley, man. I think... I would rather take the risk with Farley than and have the upside of him over Kevin King than trotting Kevin King out there for another year as my uh, yeah 
especially the upside of having a Farley and Jair. I know Farley probably will deal with some back issues, but oh, man, that's just that's pretty tough for me to pass up. Um, well, if he deals with some back issues, that's a problem. Yeah. This is what I'm saying about far. It's like I don't know how in the first round you can you can take that risk. I mean, I guess Green Bay is a different story because they're the Packers, but I know Kevin King sucks. I don't know. I think Rondale Moore would be a perfect fit in the offense. They probably don't really need that much help offensively, but I think you go. I think you go O line possibly here. I don't know. I just don't know if. Farley, with the back issues, is just someone I'm I'm willing to invest a first-round pick in. What about Leatherwood? I'm bad. Play him at right tackle or guard. Yeah, I would like that. Or or do they like go with Landon Dickerson? I've heard some rumblings of them being like locked in on Landon Dickerson or Creed Humphrey at 29. Mm. Because and I like Landon Dickerson here. Uh, you need, I mean, you have the injury issues, but he's, you know, something else. Yeah. I mean, what, you know, let's, uh, this, the Packers are, they're a contender, right? I mean, I think if you're trying, I mean, where do they need to get, I, it seems like, you know, LaFleur seems to be confident in the system and Rodgers plays within the system and they don't really need receivers, I guess, you know, because I, t- I tend to agree yeah. with Lee, like I think Rondell Moore would would be awesome for this offense. Um, and, and, and even, you know, Elijah Moore and Kadarius Tony too. I just think, like, that type of playmaker that can take, you know, we, we've seen Marta, you know, Alan Lazard has been their number two receiver, and he's been a nice player, but they've just had so much disappointment at, at, at the receiver position. Um, you know, but I think, you know, like, I can need a guy like Landon Dickerson who can just take Lindsey's spot straight up. Um, or a guy like Leatherwood who can play right tackle, can play some guard as well. Um, I just think you had what they had, they had two departures with Lindsey and Balaga. Yeah, this is tough. And you know, I, I love me some Tylen Wallace. I know he'll probably be there in round two. I think you know there's still some depth at the receiver class for what it's worth. I like Landon Dickerson. All right. Let's give him Dickerson, man. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Just do it. Bills coming in here at 30. Pick they're not usually used to. All the way back here. Uh, that Dickerson pick cashes the uh, 7-0 lineman. Oh, that's good. Woo! we got to check the defender thing, too. Yeah. Um, where are we at here with the Bills? I think... I mean, I don't know. This is where it gets to be like, are we taking the guys that we perceive to be the top players or are we taking the guys that, you know, because the Bills could just have dudes that they like, you know. Like yeah. I'm, I'm thinking maybe Kelvin Joseph here out of Kentucky. Um, get you a little bit more speed in that cornerback room and you. Yeah, they need another corner. You know, I love Ronnie Perkins. I think he could sneak into the end of the first round if you need edge presence. Um, but obviously, the the consensus says that OA is the is the top guy. And they have they just don't have. A I lot think it's of, defense. They don't have a lot of juice off the edge. Like, and, and then they added a guy like Epineza, who yeah. is a you know a five flat forty guy. And that's something that I think they've missed for a couple of years. I think OA. I think OA is an interesting um, 
interesting fit, or even a guy like Rousseau, um, if you're going for like athletic edges. Um, I think Rousseau would be interesting because I think. Do you think guys think he goes first round? No, I mean, I don't know. It seems like he was a consensus top five pick a year ago, you know, and, and obviously he opted out. Um, has all the measurables. Seems to have some versatility. Can play a little inside just because of his frame. Well, Zach Wilson was nowhere to be found on any mock draft a year ago. Things change, you know. I totally. Mean, I think it's a little different though with uh, quarterbacks. You know, like this, it's always such a. Whereas you know, like an edge player. Um, yeah. I, I and I also think a sneaky need for them is receiver too. Like Emmanuel Sanders. You know, I love Emmanuel Sanders, but both him and Cole Beasley are getting up. Don't there. sleep on Gabriel Davis, baby. Yeah, Gabe Davis played awesome last no, he's, year. He's a yeah. solid. He's a solid player. I just, you know, it's going to be a need like a year from now. Like when we're mocking the Bills a year from now, it's like uh, they, they kind of need a receiver because they don't really have anyone besides Gabe Davis and, and Stephon Diggs. Um, but what, do you address that in the first round? I don't, I don't really know. I think for me... I think corner is the move here. I think it's Farley. I think it's corner or edge. I have a really hard time letting Farley drop out of the first round. All right, let's go Farley then. Farley to the Bills. Good. Going to be wearing a performance jacket all season, but. <laughs> I mean, do you think it's likely that Farley falls out of the first round? Yes. I do too. I think it could be a Miles Jack situation. Yeah. I think there's a handful of teams that don't even have him on their draft board in the first round because of the injury concerns. Did we already lock it in? Should we give them away then? We don't have to. I mean, we're we're, we're towards the end here. We can I can do some mental gymnastics. I've I've I'm I've been following along too, and I I have not made the pick yet for Buffalo. I made the pick, begrudgingly. Um, I love Kelvin Joseph, man. I take him over Farley. That's me though. This isn't this isn't what I would do. Yeah. This isn't about me. Um, let's just let's just have Farley. Let's stick it. Yeah, Farley. Farley goes stick round it. one. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think there's probably like a forty percent. Especially chance on the back round. end here, you know, like yeah, I think the upside's a lot. All right, what what offensive lineman are we giving the Chiefs? Ray Duns. Yeah, I think you like Ray Duns or Cosme. I just think Ray Duns is like a KC guy. I don't know. Maybe it's just because he went to North Dakota State, yeah. and that's closest in proximity. To Kansas City, I think, right? It's closer than Texas. What about us? Um, Sam Cosby too kind of seems like he's like almost reminds me a little bit of Eric Fisher coming out. Or like he has has a lot of you know, has played three years at Texas. Um really nice pass protector. You know, has has been battle tested. Do you think the Chiefs get greedy and take a receiver? I think, you know, it, much like they did last year with Clyde, like it would it would be cool to see them do it. But like I mean, there who is there too? They have Mike Remmer starting at right tackle, and I think no one slotted at left tackle right now. And I just think you're going to be picking at sixty. Like I've said in, in pods past, I think the biggest lock for the for, for the draft is the Chiefs taking the lineman in round one. Because I think that would be, I would label them with some organizational hubris. If they, even with the money they spent on the O line this offseason, but it's all interior. Like they don't have, 
they spent big bucks on Tooney, and they brought in Kyle Long, who hasn't played football in a year, and, like, I'm not saying he's going to be bad. Like, he should be fine, but I just think, you know. Well, they got Prince Tate I think tackle is I think tackle is where they go. I mean, they, they lost the Super Bowl because of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go. I, I don't – Radon's Cosme, Leatherwood. I think – I would say Radon's just seems the most oh. – I can picture him the clearest in a, in a Chiefs jersey, but that doesn't mean – I think Cosme – Let's go Radon's. Yeah. I think both Radon's and Cosme, I can see that – I can just see those yellow letters like so clearly on the jersey, especially Cosme now. Well, the letters are red, aren't they? The yellow outline, you know, I don't know. I'm just, okay. All right, we're going Raidens. Raidens slash Cosme. What about Merrick here? Yeah, I think Merrick would be probably a good pick. Or someone trading up to get, like, ETN or... Yeah. yeah. I like Merrick, though. If he's available, I think Merrick goes round one. Yeah, I think he does, too. Um, and you can also look at... Well, I think pairing Trevon Morrig with... Uh, with Antoine Winfield, too, is just – that's tantalizing. Just making that the rich get richer in that secondary. Well, I mean, they could go after a guy like Oway, too, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They could use an edge. Meet, yeah. I mean, how confident are we that Oway is going to fall out of the first round? Just because he ran a 4-3 and he's an edge. Like, I just feel like the NFL, there's going to be some – Totally. But in, the, but in the same regard, like – you know, Morig too. I don't know. I think it's more likely that a safety falls yeah. out than than Oway. All right, so should we give him Oway then? Let's give him Oway. Wow, that wraps, that it, wraps up. it up. All right, well that that completes the uh, BJP mock. You want me to recap, Club? Uh, I can I can recap. I'll do the mental. Just check me on it, all right? Because right. I'll forget. First overall. Jacksonville Jaguars took Trevor Lawrence. Second overall, the Jets took Zach Wilson. Third overall, the 49ers took Mac Jones. We projected a trade with the Broncos moving up to four, giving away their first next year and their second round pick this year. They took Justin Fields. The Bengals took Jamar Chase. Shout out Tyler Dragon. Dolphins took Kyle Pitts. Lions stuck and took Trey Lance. Come on, Holmes, baby. You got me, big boy. I know you do. Uh, at eight, the Panthers did the pony, as Lee said, and, and, and took Penny Sewell. At nine, or the uh, Falcons, who had moved back, took Patrick Sertain, pairing him with A.J. Terrell. Great young corner duo. Ten, the Cowboys. Also important, hey, you know, Sertain, um, or it, never mind. Yeah. Didn't mean to say that. I was thinking about Terrell and Chase. Chase went to the Bengals. He's in the AFC, so Terrell doesn't have to worry about that. That was, that was my point there. Um, at 10, Tommy's Cowboys took J.C. Horn. At 11, Devonta Smith went to the Giants to help out Daniel Jones. At 12, the Eagles took Jalen Waddell. At 13, the Chargers took Rayshon Slater. At 14, the Vikings took Quiddy Pay. At 15, the Patriots took Micah Parsons. 16, the Bears traded up from 20 to 16, and they sent, what, 80, 83. 83. 83, uh, third-round pick to the Cardinals to move back to move up four spots, and they took Christian Derrissaw to slot in at left tackle, protecting Andy Dalton, the franchise guy, QB1. 17, the Raiders took Tevin Jenkins to replace Trent Brown. Miami Dolphins at 18 added Jalen Phillips. 
to their pass rush. The Washington football team took Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa to make their linebacker group uh, a little bit better. Bear, or the, I'm sorry, the, the Cardinals then took Greg Newsom at 20 to shore up that corner spot. At 21, the Colts, the Quentin Nelson connection, Liam Eikenberg, yep. was 21 to Indy. 22, the Titans take Rashad Bateman to replace Corey Davis in the weapons they lost in free agency. Jets at 23 take Elijah Vera Tucker. Great value pick there in, in the in the BJP predictive mock for the Jets to help protect Zach Wilson. Steelers took Najee Harris, running back from Alabama at 24. 25, the Jags got Christian Barmore, defensive lineman from Alabama. 26, Browns take Zayvon Collins. 27, Ravens took Aziz Odolari, replacing Matt Judon. 28, the Saints took Asante Samuel. 29, Packers took Landon Dickerson. 30, the Bills took Caleb Farley. 31, Chiefs helping replace those O-linemen they lost. Took Dylan Radon's tackle from North Dakota State. When was the last? Has, has two, two NDSU guys ever gone round one? That'd be pretty cool. Um, and 32, Tampa Bay Buccaneers take Jason Owe, the athletic non-sacking edge from Penn State. Beautiful work. Beautiful work, guys. That went well, I think. I don't know. I like it. I like I it, like too. I like it, too. Wait, how many... How many here, here's... Uh, just to wrap up the pod, wrap up the conversation. How many picks over, under? What's the line at for the picks that we get right? Five and a half. What's, what's, the, what's the line at for the guys that... Let me finish my, my question here. <laughs> let me... And then, what's the over, under for the guys that we have going round one? Five and a half for picks we get right. Including and Lawrence say, and Wilson. Including Lawrence and, and Wilson. Yeah. And I would say like 24 and a half maybe for players out of the 32 that we got right. I think for the most part, there'll be maybe like six or seven guys that fall or surprise picks in our estimation. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? I think, Lee, that's a good – I think, you know, um, we kind of – we didn't take receivers. We didn't take that next level of receivers after Rashad Bateman. I think it's either going to be one of those, a running back, um, you know, another tackle, whether it be a – Merrick, Rousseau. Exactly, yeah. It's yeah. going to be like you know, that um, kind of – Even ETN. Exactly. ETN for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then again, you know um, – there's like the Jordan Brooks who went in the round one last year to Seattle. There's always there's yeah. the who did you know uh, yep. the the safety yep. the safety who Pittsburgh took Edmonds, you know Terrell there's Edmonds. Gonna be, there's gonna be an off the wall, and maybe that's Jamin Davis or maybe that's Kelvin Joseph. You know, I, maybe it's friggin' Davis Mills. Yeah, you know yeah, that's like, the other thing we didn't project was a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even really discuss it, but. No, I don't because, think it happens. Uh, yeah, because I think it would be it, it. Well, if you think about it, just based off no trades happening from like I think well twenty the Bears. Well, I'm just saying if we didn't trade with the Bears, I think we probably would have had that conversation at twenty. At least I would have brought it up. Um, yeah, I just think Davis Mills at twenty for the Bears would just kind of be like wow. <laughs> you know, I, I don't really know what the direction is there. You know, like what what are you doing? Yeah. Unless Davis Mills, I guess, is like you have him ranked as a first-round prospect who, you know, is going to come in and compete with Andy Dalton from day one. 
You know, I guess if the, if you think of them that way and you think that he has like that bright of a future, it's worth it. But I don't know. Pretty risky. Well, that was that was fun, boys. Yeah, really fun. Enjoyed that a lot. Uh, got the Yaps and Licks podcast coming up later this week. Uh, then we'll obviously do the What Would We Do mock on on Sunday. Shaping up to uh, it's getting exciting, boys. Ready for the draft yeah, and then. Ten days. I'm assuming we're all doing a free solo. I know I'm doing a free solo. Clep, are you gonna are you gonna hop on and do a free solo mock? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I was I was thinking. I mean, you you can do free solo. I was thinking we could do you know our own mocks. Yeah. Our own predictive mocks and and, and we each grade them. Predictive or what we would do? Because I'm done with this predictive. predictive. Oh gee. Another predictive next week, but just all on our own. Then we convene and, and grade them. Yeah. But the mocks, yeah. you know, the mocks always end up kind of being uh, bad. I will, I will say, I'm probably not going to free solo this year. Um, I have my rankings. I'm going to keep them in front of me during the draft, and uh, you know, I think for the most part, like, I, I, I kind of like, I have a, I have a decent feel on, on, I guess this class, but I don't know. I think my. From I've got ten days to do a free solo. I guess maybe there's there's a possibility I'll do a free solo. I just I don't know. There's a lot of mock content coming up in the next ten days for me to add on a free solo in there. You know. Tommy free soloed last year. He'll be back on the mountain. He did. All right, boys. Q stay scheming. Mm-hmm.